Hey, what's up? It's Derek. This is the Disruptor Podcast. Technically, this is season three, and you might be wondering, didn't you just start season one? Well, this isn't your typical podcast. This is essentially me reading articles that I've already written in the past, and I have copious amounts. I'm talking an abundance of articles that I've written. Some of them did very well. Some of them didn't do well at all. Some of them are so poorly written, grammatically speaking, that uh, when I rewrote them today or revised them today with Grammarly Premium, I realized, holy crap, how did anybody ever get through these? This season, which is essentially, I do 10 episodes and call it a season, is we're going to get deep here. So normally I talk about sales and marketing. Sometimes I talk about life lessons. Sometimes I talk about really anything that's passionate, uh, that I'm passionate about, specifically relapse, recovery, you know, this, this specific season is going to be centered all around life lessons and, and those things. So, uh, one thing that is near and dear to my heart are obviously my kids, like many of you. And this article is called, do you even know what you're chasing? And there's a picture of my son on the cover of this one his baseball team, which was so much fun, and it's him, uh, you know, making a face. You'll know exactly who he is when you, you don't even need to know me uh, when you look at the, the image here, but on the image I have, who are you chasing after? So here we go. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. That's my man, Mark Twain. On November 6, 2009, I held my son in my arms, and I called my brother on the phone to tell him I had a boy. I had my back turned to the rest of the room as I held him in my arms and I wept. My mother-in-law, father-in-law, my mom, my wife, they're all in the room. And I overheard my mother-in-law say, he's thinking of his dad right now to my wife. And she was right, I was. Just two days before my son was born, my wife and I had every intention of naming him Eli. Not after Eli Manning, just like the name Eli. We had no idea our second child was going to be a boy. We didn't, we didn't do that. We wanted to be surprised on both of our pregnancies. Nor did we realize at the time that Chase Utley was about to go yard five times during the World Series that night. On November 4th, 2009, Game 6, the Phillies' second baseman hit his fourth and fifth homers that night, setting a World Series record. Despite the heroic effort from Utley, though, Philadelphia still managed to lose the series to the stupid Yankees, and I hate the Yankees, but the Lullabirdies, well, let me tell you, the Lullabirdies, we won big time. You see, when I held my son in my arms for the first time on that fall day in 2009, I never realized the significance of that moment until years later. So what does a random story about a major leaguer's World Series efforts have anything to do with, well, anything? Well, I'm about to drop it on you. Before my son was born, my life was centered around what's next. It's centered around something as simple as looking forward to Friday when it's only Monday. It could be something meaning, meaningless, like a package arriving on my front step, or it could be something perceived as significant, such as a promotion or maybe even a raise. Either way, I always missed out on something by always looking forward to something else. I was at a stage where I was chasing down something that didn't matter. And when I got smart, I figured the day I finally crossed the finish line, I'll probably be dead and all those things I've been chasing after 
that are not going to fit in the box with me. This past Sunday, and keep in mind I wrote this article like four years ago. This past Sunday was Father's Day. And I can't help but think about what my life would be like had my father been alive during my formative years. And if he would have lived a life that dignified some counsel. I mean, when he passed, I was only eight years old and could not fully process the impact that void would have on my life. Now, as a father, when I look into the mirror, I don't see a reflection of myself. Sometimes I see my seven-year-old son. And all I want to do in that moment is go hang out with my dad. Except he's not here anymore. So when I stop and think about everything in my life I'm working on, I can't help but think about all those things I'm chasing and whether they actually matter. So this is the wrong chase. I'm chasing a career. Maybe you can relate to that. Why? So I can have a bunch of money? So I can tell someone that I'm important or I'm intelligent? Sometimes I forget who I'm trying to convince. Is it others or myself? This is the thought process for me lately. After raking in just around $11,000 last year, which was 2015, as a business owner, I came to realize that all the money in the world didn't get me closer to where I wanted to be. It wasn't having any at all that did. Let me say that again. It wasn't having any that did. Now, I love my career and I wouldn't trade it away for most others. But if you ask me if I worked for the man or the man, you wouldn't be able to finish the question before I answered. I believe Kathleen Byers, and there's a link to her article here in this podcast or in, this, in the link of the article, sums up my point by explaining why her dad never took the VP job in this wonderfully written article. And click on the link to the article that I wrote, and in that article you're going to find this link from Kathleen Byers. It is phenomenal. In fact, I shared it, tagged her in it. We had a great conversation, which is pretty cool if you consider the power of LinkedIn. Here's another part that's of the wrong chase, and that is I'm chasing the competition. At home, we're keeping up with the Joneses. We're doing the same thing at work. We can look over our shoulders just to make sure we aren't too crazy or off base. Gary Vaynerchuk says it best. Stop caring about what other people think about you. I mean, I started doing that a long time ago. Now the only time the competition threatens me is just before my son beats me in NBA 2K by 60 points. I added the 60 points thing. It's kind of ridiculous. As for the competition, on the job, we're in some RFP, and if you're not familiar, it's request for a proposal. The pie is big enough for all of us to have a slice. So I don't really care if I'm up against a competition. You know what? If you win it, good for you. So I don't focus on things that I can't control, like the competition. Whenever you find yourself on the side of majority, it's time to pause and reflect. It's another quote I thought I'd throw in here by my man, Mark Twain. Here's a third part of the wrong chase, and that is I'm chasing material possessions. For me, this is arguably my biggest struggle. For some reason, if I would only own a Jeep or a new watch, my life would be just that much better. Some of you might know that I have a pretty strong addiction to Air Jordans and Yeezys, so I'll throw that in there as well. 
If you can decipher the difference between what's truly important in your life, all you have to do is ask yourself, what can you live without? We already know the answer to that question, though. And I'm a hypocrite because I just bought a new Apple Watch, the Series 7. Last year, I wrote an article on why I was selling my Jeep, and there's a link to it here. More of the wrong chase is I'm chasing a feeling. When I'm unhappy or unfulfilled, I act as if I can buy it. It's a mindset that it's best realized when you stop lying to yourself about what truly matters. And here we're going to get into the right chase. I'm chasing my family. For me, every moment on earth should revolve around saying yes to them and no to almost everything else. I will fight for my wife and I will fight for my kids forever. I'm chasing peace. Not positive discontent, just content, and that's all. It ties back to the notion of right now, living one moment at a time, one day at a time. I'm chasing my faith. I keep thinking about Jerry Maguire freaking out around the office yelling, who's coming with me? I'm like, Jerry, I'm putting in the time now, so I don't have to ask that question later. Because I'm already gonna know the answer. My faith is the foundation on which I stand. Seeking happiness and approval anywhere else isn't necessarily a waste of time, but it serves as quite the distraction. I recently posed the question, what advice would you give your son about his career? The answer is zero, unless of course he asks. I plan to just model that answer for him the rest of the time. Let me read that again. What advice would you give your son about his career? The answer is zero, unless of course he asks. I plan to just model that answer for him the rest of the time. Do what you love, son, and find a way to get paid for it. Isn't that what everybody tells us? On November 4th, 2009, my wife and I sat down in front of the television to watch a baseball game where we had no tie to who won or lost. I mean, technically, I was really rooting against the Yankees, but I didn't care. We were just impatiently waiting for our second child to be born, not knowing if it's going to be a girl or a boy. I was in the middle of chasing my career, chasing my bank account, my happiness, and every worldly possession you could ever imagine. We had every intention of naming our son, if in fact he was a boy, Eli. But then something happened. Some guy stepped up to the, to the plate, named Chase Utley, and hit his fifth home run. And we both looked at each other almost simultaneously in awe and said, how about that for a name? Two days later, our son was born, and every single day since, I have thought about the significance of the things that I chase. One of those things, my son, who we named Chase, not Eli, because of some guy who played for the Phillies that inspired us both. Call me.